Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. We've been on this series, Living Life Without Fear. We want to continue that tonight, Living Life Without Fear. And uh, of course, I want to use as a subtopic uh, this evening, uh, living a faith-regulated life. Living a faith-regulated life. If you don't watch it, you know, you can teach so much on how to not fear and how to resist fear uh, that you don't teach on faith. Faith is the reciprocal. Uh, and fear is the reciprocal of faith. And faith is the reciprocal of fear. And faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you not only have to teach about it, if you're going to be successful living a life without fear, you're going to have to know how to walk and live a regulated life by faith. Praise God. That's the opposite of fear. Praise God. And that means that you're going to have to be spending time in the word of God. And faith is not just some type of movement. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. Praise God. And that's how we live. We live by the word of God. It's not just something we do on Sunday morning, Tuesday night. It's a day-to-day lifestyle. Give us this day our daily bread. And when we talk about a faith-regulated life, we're talking about, you know, when something is under regulation, that means that there are restrictions. That means that there are boundaries. There's certain things faith does not do. Certain things faith does not say. It'll never come out of our mouth because faith, living a faith-regulated life, amen, you just don't do anything and say anything. You don't give up and give in to defeat ever. There are certain things faith does not allow. They're just restrictions. And so just like there are restrictions, whether it is, uh, in the environment, you've heard of environmental restrictions. That means there are certain toxins and gas that cannot be released in the air. You've heard of uh, gas, gasoline, or oil restrictions. That means, you know, price about uh, uh, gouging. You can only charge so much for gas because it's regulated. Well, thank God the word of God brings regulation. When we're talking about regulation, we're talking about discipline, praise God. A life that I won't let unbelief come out of my mouth. I'm under regulation. I won't quit and give up because I'm under regulation. I don't lay down under pain and sickness and disease because there are restrictions, there are guidelines, and there are, there are limitations in my life. And you'll find as you perfect faith, then you will be living a life of fear, uh, living a life free or without fear. So we want to get right into the scriptures. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10. Let's look at verse 38 and verse 39. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and 39 says this. Now the just, that means you and I, we that have been declared righteous, shall live by faith. Just look at that phrase. The just shall live by faith. Just look at that. That's how we live. That don't mean just on Sunday morning when you get ready to go to church, start reading your Bible or, or you know, or maybe you get a snatch of it on one night during the week. Uh, but, you know, you don't think about it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now, this is a lifestyle. This is how we live. The just shall live by faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. We know faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you could say the just shall live by the word of God. Same thing. Let's finish this. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, draw back from what? Faith. 
You'll be surprised how many ministries that, young, that once preached the word of faith and the word of God. Paul said in the last days, men will not endure sound doctrine, but they will heap their own self. Uh, teachers having itches, ears and shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. You'll be surprised how many great men of God that was once preaching the word, the faith, have just drawn back. They've gotten off into other things. They've been seduced, praise God. And he said, now watch this very carefully. He said, now if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. God didn't say he wouldn't love us. He just don't get any pleasure when we, when we get into fear, when we draw back from the word of God. Because that's what causes us to draw back is fear. Fear that what God said will not work. You remember the children of Israel, they fell in the wilderness. God told them to go into the promised land. And, but they drew back. Oh, we Moses and let her die here to die. And the Bible says he didn't have any pleasure. He still loved them, but he don't have any pleasure. Okay, so we need to realize that God is love. He just said, that don't give me any pleasure. But the next verse says this. In verse uh, 39 here, he says, But we are not of them that draw back into perdition, but them that believe in the saving of the soul. Now, that just don't mean preaching, getting people born again. The soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And the Bible says it's the word of God that saves our soul. Of course, we believe in people getting born again. But it's talking about, remember, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, love, and a sound mind. The soul, the soul, the soul. That's where fear comes, and that's where faith, praise God, is, is, is born. We, end up, we don't draw back. Our mind, a sound mind, holds to the word of God under pressure, under temptation, under symptoms of sickness and disease. We don't draw back. I'm still healed in the name of Jesus. That's the spirit of faith. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. Now let's look at this in the Amplified. Because we're talking about a faith-regulated life. Now the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction respecting man's relationship to God and divine things in holy fervor born out of faith or out of the word conjoined with it and if he draws back watch this phrase shrink in fear shrink if what caused people to draw back from by stripes you heal when symptoms hit their body they shrink in fear what people what caused people to draw back that, oh, my God, I'm going to lose everything I got, even though God says your needs are met according to my riches and God. Fear, fear always calls you to shrink and draw back. So we're going to live a life without fear. Then we're going to have to walk and live and regulate our lives by faith because he says that if he shall draw back, and that's what the devil wants you to do, draw back on your giving, draw back on your confession. Faith don't go backwards, it goes forward. It says possess the land. And fear is what caused people to go in reverse. Fear, he said, and he shrinks in fear. He said, my soul shall have no delight or pleasure in it. God still loves us, but praise God, he, we give him pleasure when we walk by faith, when we hold on to the word of God and go forward. But, mm -hmm, he says here, our way is not of those. We don't draw back. Well, I want to go back to Egypt. No, I don't. I'm glad I got saved in 1980. I never thought about going back. Someone said, what you think about one saved, always saved? I don't think about it. I don't want out. 
I never thought about it. Now, there are temptations, there are crazy thoughts. Everyone have a season, a low tide, where even the young man, other than things, can get weary. But I'm talking about seriously going back. No, we are not of those who draw back into eternal misery. My God, who want to go back into sin and Satan and drugs and alcohol? We're not of those who utterly are destroyed. But we are those who believe, cleave to, trust in and rely on God through Jesus Christ the Messiah by faith which preserves or keeps the soul. Talking about the word of God, it keeps the soul. So we're not just talking about being born again. Amen. We're talking about what, what preserves or what we anchor our soul in, and that's the word of God. If you anchor, got to anchor, you're not going to draw back. I don't care what temptation comes. I don't care what symptom hits your body. Now, that's what the devil wants the church to do, is shrink in fear and draw back from the word of God. But when you're under regulations, there is no option there. It's almost like when you, <laughs> when you join the United States Army or the Marine Corps. You know, you were a civilian, but now you're, 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 you're the property of the United States. You're a soldier. And, and just because basic training gets tough, you can't just walk off the battlefield or walk off the training field and say, I think I'll go back home. I'm tired of this. This is too hard. No, you don't. You are under regulation. There are restrictions. There are certain things you cannot do. And once you understand the word of faith, it won't allow you to quit. It won't allow you to give up. It's not that temptations won't come. It's not that fear don't come knocking on the door. It's just that fear is no longer an option. God told Joshua, be of good courage. That don't mean that fear wasn't there. He said, be of good courage. He says, praise God. Hold on to the word of God. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Speak the word in spite of the, Jer the Jericho wall. Speak the word in spite of the Jordan River. Speak the word in spite of the giants that's in the land. See? Don't draw back. Go for it. Possess the land because you're under regulation, praise God. So there are certain things, faith, when you're under faith, regulatory living, it just won't let you do. Now, that don't mean you can't do it. It just means that it brings discipline to your life, praise God. Over the years, as we built buildings and, uh, you know, we're coming up on 40 years of anniversary. I remember, you know, from the time of just believing God for seats to go into YMCA and just a little, a little, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a little microphone with this little amplified box that I preach out of, man. And there's been all types of challenges over the years. Believing for land, believing for buildings, building buildings. Money wasn't there. People sometimes didn't cooperate, but I never drew back. That's why we are celebrating 40 years. This coming Sunday. Because I never drew back. Don't mean it wasn't a temptation. Don't mean that it wasn't emotion. It don't mean that fear wasn't trying to get me to draw back. What's the use? Give up. It's just that my life was under regulation. There were certain, I could go so far, but then that discipline of the word of God says, stop it. Get out of this pity party. We're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. Hallelujah. He that has begun this work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. So, I want you to get some uh, foundational things. Number one, I want you to hear this statement. So then faith is not a movement. It's a lifestyle of the believer. The just shall live by faith. This is how we live. It's not a movement. There are a lot of people, you know, man, you remember the faith movement in the 70s and the 80s? It wasn't a movement. Why? 
The word of God is a lifestyle. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. People just became more tuned into what God said. But it's not a movement. A movement means it, it came and it left. No, it's a lifestyle, praise God. Now, I got born again in 1974. I gave my life to Jesus. Many of you have heard my testimony because of drugs and alcohol and dope. And I tried suicide, all these things. But I had a praying mother who stood in the gap. And I was very radical about whatever I did. When Before I got saved, I was radical about partying and doing drugs. I mean, I would take it to the extreme. But when I got born again, I became very radical for Christ. And so it wasn't a movement. I ain't moved. I'm 40 years later. I'm still preaching and teaching the same thing. Because faith don't go and come. Faith is a lifestyle, not a movement. It's the lifestyle of the believer. Look at Job 23, 12. And that's why I like this. In other words, we, we, you know, and we'll get into this. Man should not live by bread alone. If it was just a movement, that means you, you could have it or, or not have it. But the word of God is necessary. And, and here in, in Job 23, 12, he says, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of the word of God out of your lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. He said, my God, I can get by without food, but I got to have the word of God. It's a lifestyle. I can get by without bread and time. I might not have to fast a day or two, but I have esteemed. To esteem means when you make something final authority. When you, when you, when you, to esteem something means when you put it above, to honor it. And when you honor God's word above even eating, you know, thank God. We feed off of physical food and it produces a physical force called strength. But, but here the scriptures are saying, spirit, my words are spirit and they are life. And I, he said, it's more necessary that I feed my spirit than I do my physical body. Praise God. Now that's a faith regulated life when you understand that the word of god is not an option it's necessary and it's a lifestyle you know um a car is not necessary mm, clothes as long as you you know they i guess they're necessary to a certain extent but let's just talk about a basketball that's not necessary a bowling ball is not necessary i mean you live without a basketball you can live without a bowling ball. You can live without a car. You know, a baseball bat is not necessary. A television is not necessary. <laughs> a cell phone is not necessary. But the word of God is. You understand what I'm saying? It's a lifestyle. It's, it's necessary for life. And when you place that type of priority on the word of God, you begin to live a faith-regulated life. And the more you live that faith-regulated life, the more your life, you'll live life without fear. Because when your faith level begins to go up and your word level, your fear level will begin to dissipate. It goes down. Praise God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can see right quick, if you're going to live a faith-regulated life and live a life without fear, you'll have to spend some time in the word of God. Amen? Praise God. Also, you can put it this way. Then it is correct to say then, if it says a just to live by faith, you can say this. The just shall live by the word of God. Why? Don't go there yet. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I live by the word of God. What does the word say about marriage? What does the word say about my healing? What does the word say about my health? What does the word say about my children? 
What does the word say about my finances? I just don't live. See, Christians kind of just wake up and some people live by, you know, uh, Reader's Digest. Somebody else live by the encyclopedia. Somebody else. It's all types of information coming at us in this world, particularly in this world of, of social media. I mean, you got Twitter, you got, you know, Facebook, you got tweeting, you got all of this different stuff. You got all of this different information. You got Google. You got Alexis. There's a bunch of stuff you can live information. But a faith-regulated life is a life that lives by the word of God. That's what it means to, to live by faith. You live by the word of God. The word is necessary. Now, look at Romans 10, 9. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And if the just going to live by faith, then the just will shall live by the word of God. What are you hearing? What are you lending your ear to? There's a whole lot of noise in there right now. Depending on what you're tuned into. That's why a lot of people get misinformation. Because they are hearing the wrong thing. They'll listen to this channel or listen to that channel or they let this person or this magazine or something, some other form of media. Uh, uh, you know, the, I read on this post. I went on the internet and heard that and somebody, well, what does the word of God says? See, when you have a faith regulated life, you filter out all of these voices, praise God, because I'm under regulation. You hear all types of information, but when you know what God says, then you can do what 2 Corinthians says, chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down thought and imagination and every high thing that's tried to exalt itself against the knowledge of the word of God, what you know about God. And that's why a lot of people get all types of information and believe that and so-and-so said this and that. Well, then you got faith in another source. Your, your faith can be misguided depending on what you are hearing. That's why with me, and 40 years later, here I am, I'm still preaching the word of God. And at the end of the day, I'm going to sing what the word said about the situation. I don't care who said what. I don't care who, what scholar, what philosopher, what preacher, teacher, prophet said. What did the word of God say? Because at the end of the day, that's what I'm going to honor. Because my life is under regulation. So you can see how you can shut the door to fear. You're going to have to guard what you are hearing. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. For whatever you hear is going to be what's going to come back to you. And there are a lot of people got a lot of crazy information and their life is all jacked up because what they're allowing to go in their ear will eventually get in your heart. The Bible says protect your heart. So I just don't listen to any and everybody, so-and-so said and the internet said and the somebody said and that preacher said and that prophet said. Oh, well, okay, I, I'm going to. Regulate my life, which means you've got to discipline your ears. I don't listen to any and everybody. I listen for the word of God. I don't care if it's a famous preacher. When they get off of the word of God, I shut them down because i got to protect my spirit. I'm under regulation. Amen? Praise God. So let's look at Matthew's gospel chapter 4. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. We're talking about living life without fear. Well, if you're going to live life without fear, you're going to have to live a life of faith, a regulated life. Because faith is what drives out the fear. Faith is what shuts the door to fear. Hallelujah. 
The word of God. And remember, it's synonymous. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by the word of God. How much time are you spending the word since this pandemic been going on? A lot of you been home, working for home, kids home. Just be honest. Take, take a minute note. Because I'm going to tell you, if you're just every now and then reading a little Bible or getting a CD every now and then, might listen to me every now and then, your fear level been up. This pandemic and all the noise that's coming through the television has been troubling you. You know why? You don't have enough faith to cast it out. You don't have enough faith to drive it out. Amen. Because you got to be under regulation. You got to discipline yourself. Every day I got to get in the word of God. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what it looked like. Oh, yeah. I turn on the television. Yeah. I watch uh, football games. I watch, you know, praise God. Uh, ESPN, I watch little Andy Green. But there come a time, because I'm under regulation, God said, all right, get in the Word. And what God has really dealt with me about in the last three or four months, not just time in the Word, but also time with him in prayer, praying in the Spirit. And I've been telling some of you, you need to do that, because there are a lot of things you can't deal with with your natural mind. But the Holy Ghost know how to pray perfect prayers. And the Holy Ghost know how to deal in untangled situations that would trouble your natural mind. Bible says, he that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not unto men, but unto God. How be it in the spirit, he speak divine secrets. It's not obvious to the understanding. You don't understand everything. You don't understand how to do it. But the Holy Ghost does. And when your life is under regulation, you're going to spend time in the word and in prayer. And I thank God for this pandemic. I thank God because God gave me a mandate. He told me to teach this message. And then he told me to start spending time in intercession. So God is not going to tell me to do that if it's not going to be effective, if it's not going to change things in the earth. I mean, I don't need no, you notice I haven't called for a church prayer on Saturday morning. We want 2, 30, 40 people to get out of here. No, 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 no. James said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Hallelujah. Makes much power available in his dynamic in his working. There's a message I preach that faith, if one man can pray and cause the heavens to be shut up for three and a half years, pray again and rain come and he wasn't even born again, hallelujah, I am the righteousness of God. And I realize, praise God, that under discipline life, if God is telling me to pray, it's not just about what I need, it's something he wants to do in the earth because God is not going to do nothing except we first pray. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Why didn't God just come down and raise up the valley of dry bones, which represented the church? No, he spoke to Ezekiel. You prophesy. It's a men have authority here. So let me tell you something. If you're living a faith-regulated life, you're going to spend some time in prayer, and you're going to spend some time in the Word. And that's why a lot of people got lazy during this pandemic. I'm not knocking you members. I'm just trying to tell you, you got to be disciplined, even at home, because your pastor's not there. And, and you know, you don't have to be a Bible study. You don't have to come to church. You know, uh, you know, we've used the pandemic, and I understand. Do what's best and safe for you and your family and your children. But at the same time, you better have some discipline and some set-aside time for the Word of God, and you're going to find fear overtaking your life, the cares of this world. Amen. Now, let's look at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, and let's look at verse 1 through 4. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 1 through 4, and then we're going to look at verse 10 and 11. Here, Matthew 4, 
See, Jesus had a regulated life. And we can see here he's doing both of them, fasting and getting in the word. Now that I think about it, verse 1 said, Then Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, well, he was after a hunger. Well, he wasn't just up there, you know, punishing himself. He was spending time with God. Fasting is not just the denial of food to the body. It's when you spend time with God. It's when you take the food and say, you know what? I'm going to shut that down. I'm going to take that time that I would be. You can fast the television. You can fast the newspaper. You can fast a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to take that time and spend with God. And so even though his body was physically weak, his spirit man was getting built up because he's under regulation and discipline. And he said when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights after he was a hungered, hungered and the tempter, Jesus, uh, not Jesus, uh, Satan came to him. Now that lets you know no man is being tempted by God. God, well the Lord is testing me. No, Satan is the tempter. God already know what you're going to do. When the tempter came to him and said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Look at it. He wakes to the weakest moment. Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He's at the point of starvation because it'll tell you anyone that, and don't never try to do it because some of you ain't going to fast 40 minutes, but that's 40 days. So I ain't worried about you trying it, but physically that for the first six or seven days is rough, but after they say after about the seventh day, hunger will leave you. Yeah, it just becomes, and then somewhere between 28 and 40 days, that's when hunger sets in, and that's at the point of starvation. So the devil is coming at his weakest point, but you got to remember, even though the physical body was hungry and weak, his spirit was built up. He's under regulation. Notice how he responds. If you be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. He answered and said, it is written. Uh-oh, word of God. It is written. Faith regulated life. I don't live by, hey, it is written. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth out of the mouth of God. Notice what he's saying. Man, I don't live. I'm under regulation. Hallelujah. I don't live by bread alone. There's a time to eat, but I live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. You can say this, I live by faith, or I live by the word of God. The just shall live by faith. He's literally living by the word of God. It's sustaining his spirit, soul, and body. Put this up and amplify. Then Jesus was led and guided by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, the desert, to be tempted, tested, and tried by the devil. And when he went out, 40 days and 40 nights without food. And later he was hungry. And the tempter came and said, if you are God's son, command these stones to be made bread, loaves of bread. He replied, it has been written. Man shall not live by bread alone. He shall not be upheld, sustained by bread alone. Well, how is he going to live? See, he ain't just talking about physically living. He's talking about life. Car payment, house payment, children, home. What does the word say about it? We, we're talking about a faith-regulated life. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth out of the mouth of God. 
How much time are you spending in this word? Because that's how you got to live. We live. What does the word say about your children? What does the word say about your finances? What does the word say about your health? What does the word say about your marriage? That's how you all are being living. The just shall live by faith. That's a faith-regulated life. That ain't just talking about being sustained by just food when you want to eat. He said, that's good, but I'm not uphill and sustained. That ain't what keep, keep me going. If so, he would have died. What's sustaining him? Every word that came out of the mouth of God. My question to you is how much time are you spending in this book? Because the more words you get and act on and believe, the more discipline it will bring to your life. And the more fear will dissipate and leave your life. Jesus said, and I think it's St. John's Gospel 8, 31 and 32, if you continue in my word. See, that's the key. Since this pandemic, a lot of people are not diligent like they used to be. Yeah, I can come and teach and preach on Sunday morning, Tuesday night. But how much time are you spending the word? Are you living by the word of God? Are you raising your children by the word of God? Are you dealing with your finances by the word of God? Is your marriage being based on the word of God? That's lifestyle. He said, if you continue my word, you'll know the truth. You'll be my disciples indeed. Discipline. You begin to be regulated. And over the years, I had to get disciplined. When God began to tell me to build buildings and this, you know, my flesh would say, well, why don't you just run and get all the money from the bank? God said, nope, don't do that. Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself. You might have to get this money, but discipline yourself. Don't go borrow any money. Pay it off. Oh, no, man, nothing but the love. I'm living by the word of God. And then in our marriages, certain things, discipline yourself. Pay that off first. Me and Joy, get rid of that car. Didn't take that money and didn't pay this off. And then take that money and put on this, this principal paper. This, it takes discipline. That's how we're living. Because the borrower is a servant to the lender. We raise our child, Christopher, on the word of God. There are certain things he wanted to do. We would tell him what the word said. We didn't make him do anything. We put discipline. He said, now, Chris, the word says this about that. We smoke the tide. And so my son, you know, learned tithing at an early age. Everything he ever called, if he caught a fish, he tithed them to God, gave them to someone else. If he got a little job, he, he paid his tithe first. What's that? Discipline. It's a lifestyle. It's affecting me and my seed. Huh? Choose life or the word that both thou and thy seed after thee shall live. Man shall live. So <laughs> he's not talking about being sustained by food. He's talking about Living a life, a regulated life of faith. The devil was trying to get him to become undisciplined. Now, if that would have been you or someone else, you would have, man, he would have, <laughs> you know, your stomach growling. Some of you can't, you know, I've seen some. I'm going to fast, start Monday. And you get to 12 noon and your stomach starts growling. You don't have the discipline. You, 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 you cave in, get that dough done and cough anyhow. Jesus said, I don't live by that alone. I live by the word of God. I have discipline in my life. So notice how he's defeating the devil. This is what I want you to see. How did Jesus defeat the devil? It is written. He takes the sword of the spirit that he's regulated by and he's resisting the devil. He's resisting temptation. And we can go on and read three other times he came against Jesus. But let's drop down to verse 10 and, let's, and 11 and let's see what happened here. Then Jesus said unto him, get thee hence. Satan said, you know, he had told him, if you bow down and worship me, he, he wouldn't let go of the word. Why? That, that's how he lived by. Notice out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speak. What is in you going to come out of you? He says, 
Now I want to show you that his spirit has taken ascendancy over his flesh. That's what fasting does. It put down the voice of your body or your flesh. Fear and worry and anxiety. You know, your flesh said, what you going to do about money? How you going to make it? You know, this pandemic is so-and-so. Well, what about foreclosure? What about this? That's flesh. And when your spirit's not built up, your flesh, the voice of your flesh becomes loud, which is preaching fear. But his spirit is strong. And he responds from his spirit. He said unto him, get thee hit, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not worship the Lord thy God, but he'll only shall thy serve. He's speaking the word. And the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came and ministered strength to him. Notice the devil leaveth him. Why? He's using the word of God. He has a faith regulated life. The devil is trying to get him to bow down and worship, trying to get him to turn stones, or undisciplined stuff. But he's under regulation. There are restrictions. There are certain things that the word would not allow you to do. I'm not going to compromise. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, no, no, be it, no. We won't die when I'm going to burn. See, temptation, pressure will come. Symptoms will come. Bills when you don't have the money will come. But when you're under, under regulation, don't go out and create more debt by borrowing. No, the word of God says it is written. I'm the lender, not the borrower. You respond with the word. And if you respond with the word, notice the devil leaving him. You want the devil to leave it you? Leave it your children alone? Leave it you and your husband alone. Leave it your family. Then respond with the word of God. You got to be disciplined enough. I want you to know that's what a faith-regulated life does. It holds to the word of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. Sound thinking. A sound mind is a mind that holds to the word of God. A spirit that, that, that responds with the word of God. And out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth began to speak. And notice the devil said, oh, my God, it wasn't in word teaching. Oh, my God, they must be going to word life. I'm going to lead them along. They ain't scared of, of lack. They ain't scared of sickness. They ain't scared of no coronavirus. Let me go on down here to this other church where they're undisciplined. Maybe I could get someone. Or any temptation, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever, you respond with the word. That's why people, that's the flesh. The Bible says if you walk in the spirit after the word, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh, Jesus said, is indeed weak, but the spirit is willing. The flesh is always want to, want to look for a way to come out. But when your spirit, when your life is disciplined and regulated by faith, you say, nope, we're going the faith way. I know I can go down there and borrow the money, but nope. Why am I going to create all that and pay back all that interest? If I can pay back three times what I borrow, I'm going to discipline myself. There'll come a day that I owe no man nothing but the love of him. I'll hold a title to my car. I'll hold a title to my home in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm under regulation. I'm under the word of God. See, a faith-regulated life. That's what Jesus is trying to teach us here. And the devil will eventually say, my God, they ain't going to move. They ain't going to get off the word. And he leaveth them. And he will leave it you also. So let's grab a couple of statements here. You cannot live then a totally successful and sustain a successful life without God's word. Man shall not live by bread alone. So if all you're doing is going to work, eating, getting a little bird, a little bit of Bible every now and then, particularly since this pandemic. I'll just listen to the CD maybe every now and then a half and fall to sleep. 
You're not going to be able to sustain, sustain success in your spirit, soul, body, finance, man. Somewhere the tempter is going to get in. Because Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that has come out of God's mouth. And so I've gone after this word of God and I've trained my spirit every day. Keep myself built up. That's what I'm preaching to you now. How many, how many, why are we having 40 years later, Pastor Dave still preaching? Because the word of God has sustained me. Not just Red Lobster and Longhorn and restaurants. Yeah, I go there. What's sustaining me is the word of God. And I've esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So you cannot live. Somewhere sickness is going to get in. Somewhere anger is going to get in. Strife. Unfair. Something is going to happen. There are people who are trying to live successful lives without God's word. Look at St. John 15, 7. I really love this. Because, you know, he was teaching about abiding in me and I in you. Look what he said in verse 7. I like the Amplified Version. He said, if you live, abide in me. Now watch this. Abide vitally united to me. He's saying that you can't live without me. Matter of fact, you back up, you'll say, without me, you can't do nothing. I'm divine. You're the branch. And if you be broken off. So Jesus, the word, is vital. It's a, to, to life. And there are people who are trying to have a good marriage, good children, get out of that, go to college, and they're trying to live without the word. You can't live a faith-regulated life without the word. Jesus said it. Don't hey, believe him. He said, if you live in me, and you notice me is going to be the word, abide vitally united to me and my words. Not just a little word every now and then. Not just passing this on Tuesday night. Why? You got to live tomorrow. What you going to do on Thursday? What you going to do on Friday? What you going to be doing this weekend? It's vital that you spend some time in the Word. Stay united. And my words remain or abide in you. And you continue, and continue to live in your hearts. Not on the coffee table. Not somewhere under the bed. Some of you don't put your Bibles up. Put the CDs up. Why? You're not having, you're not living a lifestyle, a faith-regulated life. You get in it when you have time or when you feel like it. Well, he said you can't. It's vital until you make sure, make the word vital. He says, if you continue to live in your heart, guess what? You can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. In our prayer, begin to work. You know why? Because it's not God's will, which is his word, and then your will. Remember what Jesus said when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? And he didn't want to drink from the bitter cup, the curse of the law. He was feeling the pressure. It's great drops of blood. And he asked the Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass for me. He said, no, not what I will, but what your will, your word, what your word said. So when your will come into conformity with God's will, it's not two wills anymore, it's one will. Now you're living a regulated life by one will. And your will is strong on the word of God. And he said you can ask whatever you will because everything you pray or come out of your mouth won't be your will, it'll be my will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe I receive my healing according to 1 Peter 2.24. By your stripes ye were here. Thy will be, you're praying the will of God and it's a lifestyle. It's not just some scripture you're just snatching up because you're hurting. You've been abiding in it. You've been living in it, praise God. 
You got tithe. You've been tithing. You got seed in the ground. In the pandemic, you say, you begin to say, Father, I thank you that the windows of heaven open. I'm given and it's given to me again. Thank you. Praise God for blessings. There's not room enough to receive. That is, hey, that's God's word, which has become our will. And our will is one. And whatever acts, never can't stop it. But the reason people have a, a weak prayer life because they don't spend no time in the word. It's not a lifestyle. It's not something that they do every day. That's what a bad mean. Live. Lifestyle. Just a Sunday morning thing. Maybe. I listen to pastors. They go home. They never read the notes. They never spend any time in the word of God. And they got weak prayer lives. Why? It's not a, a regulated life. You don't have to discipline yourself. Now I want to encourage some of you. Praise God. I want to wake up the mighty men. I want to wake up the church, blow the trumpet and sound. We're going to have to get hungry again, discipline again. Some of you have lost your hunger and thirst for God. The Bible says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst for God, for they shall be filled. Some of you, this pandemic has made you lazy. You know you haven't been spending the time you should be spending in prayer and in the word of God. But when you have a faith-regulated life, a word of God-regulated life, it calls you to stay hungry. And you become like the psalmist. In Psalm, I think it was 42, as the heart of the deer <sighs> panted after the water brook. So panted my soul after me. In other words, he, the deer will run and run through the woods until he becomes dehydrated. And then he's looking for the water brook. And if he don't have it, he's going to die. It's not, it's not a, an option. It's a necessity. When you get that thirsty for God. You start living a faith regulated, word of God regulated life. Praise God. So if you want to, it's, it's how hungry you are for success. Man, when I got saved, born again, man, I'm still hungry. And then when people pay the price and build buildings and, and your life begin to change and you begin to be a blessing to other people, people get mad at you because they want what you have, but they don't want to do what you did. They don't want to discipline themselves. They see stuff, but they don't see all the hours of meditation, all the times of praying, fighting the good fight of faith, times that your soul wanted to draw back in fear, but you said, no, nope. the word of God says this. I'm under regulation. Hallelujah. Iron shopping iron. It could just be your association. That might be your problem. You need to get around hungry people again, people that's got a vision. You know what? When I wanted to change my golf game, I found someone in my church that had a better game than me. I was playing with two clowns, and if they watching this, they probably laughing, and I was just as, my gang was just as sorry as them, because I, I whooped them sometimes, they might whoop me. But when I found someone I couldn't beat, and begin to find out how to set up on a ball, and, and how to discipline myself, and how to, how to, you know, all the things about God, praise God, my, my, my score begin to come down, my handicap. And that's what some of you need to do with the Word of God. You need to get around somebody that's hungry. Someone is, hey man, let's pray. Let's get in the word of God. Let's spend some faith time. Amen. Because iron shopping at iron. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're talking about living a life free from fear, but you're never going to live a life without fear until you begin to live the life of regulated faith. Watch this. Verse 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 7. So we walk how? By faith and not by sight. Hold it there for me. We walk. That ain't just talking about me walking on this stage. 
That's talking about everywhere you go, it's talking about a lifestyle. This is my walk in life. Huh? I forgot that song. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about the guy who made the song. I can't think of his song. Uh, uh, oh, boy. I wouldn't mind. I can, but he said it was called a walk of life. This is a, this is a lifestyle. So where does faith come from? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we walk by and live by the word of God and not by sight. Now, let me just help you. Sight just means you can just say flesh. You say, what do you mean sight? Well, that's just, you know, we have five physical senses. Sight is one. Sight, hearing, taste, touch, feel, all these things. What he's saying, we don't live by senses. We live by the word of God. Because your senses will tell you you're sick. Your flesh will tell you there's no money in the bank. You remember Doubton Thomas? He said, Except I can see the nail print in his hand and feel, take my finger and feel the whole print in his side. I will not bleed. He's not under regulation. He didn't have enough discipline until Jesus appeared and said, Rich hither, touch, feel. And being under, he said, because you felt something and seen something, you believe. But more blessed are they that don't even, that just walk by faith and not by sight and already believe. So you got to have the, matter of fact, this is a good time before we read this in the Amplified. This is a good time that we go to Hebrews, a kiddie scripture, Hebrews 11.1, 1, so that we'll understand what really faith is. If we're going to have to walk by faith, what, what is faith? Now, well, you just found out what faith, faith is always now. I'm going to get my healing one of these days. You're not in faith. One of these days, it won't come out of debt. You're not. Faith claims it now. Faith says I'm healed now. Faith said my children are coming in now. Now faith is the substance, the confirmation, the, uh, and the title D of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceives as real facts. Now listen to this. We walk by faith and not by sight. Maybe we haven't even understood what faith is after all these years. Faith perceives as real fact what has not been revealed to the senses. I don't see the money yet, but the word of God, I see the word, and it's real. My money is there. I don't feel healed. I still got the symptoms, but the word says by his stripes I was. So I'm going to take things that I don't even see yet, that my senses haven't felt or seen, and I'm going to say, by faith, I'm healed. By faith, my needs are met. I, man, my children acting up tonight. They're out there on the drum. But the word says that God will save me in my house. Grace should be the peace of my children. I, so what I'm going to do, if I'm going to live by faith, I can't trust my senses. I can't trust what I feel, because I might feel sick, but the word says I'm healed. I might feel depressed, but the word says I'm blessed. And that's, that's, you see, we got to feel in religion. I don't feel God. I don't feel like God. Well, then what you waiting on your feeling, your senses. God is not with you because you feel like he's with you tonight. God is with you because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So a faith-regulated life said, I can't depend on my senses. What I see, the money ain't in the bank, but I got, I pay my tithes, and I believe, praise God, increases on the way. So I can't regulate my life based off of what I feel and see. Faith proceeds as real fact things that haven't even been revealed to the senses. You know, if somebody came in here or in your house, the fireman ran in your house and the church and says, please get out. The building is on fire. Please get out now. Well, I ain't going to go sniffing. 
I don't smell no fire. Well, see, you're basing your life on your nose. Maybe the fire hasn't got to the inside yet. You, you move. You move by faith and get out. You move by faith and say, I'm healed. You move by faith and start acting like your children already say, regardless of what your sense is. That's why so many people are stuck in the sense world. How they feel. They're not regulated by life of faith. They're regulated by their feelings. Now go back and we'll pick it up. Now that we really know what faith is. Hallelujah. The only evidence faith needs is the word of God. It's evidence things I can't see. I don't care what my sense is. The word says I'm healed. The word says I'm blessed. The word says I'm the lender, not the bar. And the day will come that will manifest. Now let's go back to that 5-7. Now watch this. For we walk, I've been preaching all this time to get to this term. For we walk by faith. Watch this. We regulate our lives. There it is. And conduct ourselves. See, when you're living a faith-regulated life, it controls your actions, your conduct, what comes out of your mouth. I'm not going to say I'm sick. I'm not going to say I'm broke. Why, faith won't let me do that. I'm under regulation. I'm not going to say that my children go to hell. Why, faith won't let me do that. I'm under regulation. There are restrictions. There are limitations. There are boundaries. My faith will not allow me to say I'm defeated. Because now thanks be unto God. Which God. I don't care how I feel. We regulate our lives. See, there are a lot of people who just come to church, but they don't regulate their lives by what they hear from the word. They just kind of come and say, well, we had a time. Hey, sneeze and cough. I'm broke. I'm sick. I feel this. I, this pandemic is this and that. And I, Lord have mercy. I ain't got no money in the bank. They'll say anything, do anything, talk anyway, live any type of lifestyle. Yeah, faith will always keep you out of sin. Yeah, it regulates your life. I'm not going to go turning on this thing and looking at that and get involved in this adultery, fornication, or drinking. Well, I'm under regulation. It's not only about. It can, it's a lifestyle. Well, I know what the words say in that area. So we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves, our conviction and belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. We trust. We have trust and holy favor. Thus, we walk not by sight or appearance. We walk and we live by faith. There it is. We regulate our lives. But most people, they hear the word of God and go home. I say what I want to. No, I'm under regulation. The Bible says that we are to walk in love. The Bible says let no, no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. I don't care what the Bible says. You hit me while I'm there. See, you ain't under regulation. You're religious. That's what religious people do. They come in that religious church soon as they get home. They say anything, do anything, act any type of way. Why? The word, they are hearers of the word but not doers of the word. And when you want to, reg to regulate, when we regulate our lives by faith, we regulate our lives by the word of God. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We regulate our lives by faith. It means to regulate your life by the word. I ain't going to do anything, say anything. If it ain't in this word, I ain't going to say it. I'm not going to act on it. Bible says that we've been commanded to love one another even as Christ loved me. And I don't care who do what. How my life is under regulation. Now, that don't mean I'm perfect. I miss it. But when you have regulation, you grab yourself and say, nope. 
I ain't going to let that come out of my mouth. I ain't going to say that, you know, my wife probably is home watching this. You know, we do one another this way. Every now and she'll say something. I say, but you know, the word say that we, it pulls us back. She reminded me of something that the word of God says. She said, don't use that term. I said, you're right. You're right. Why? Regulation. We just don't do and say anything. We don't allow sickness and disease. We don't talk that in our home. It's not, we're under regulation. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't. You haven't put the discipline in your life. Praise God. When something is under regulation, it means to, to regulate means to control, to set boundaries or restrictions. I'm restricted from letting doubt and unbelief come out of my mouth. I'm restricted from, from going in certain places. And I'm under regulation. Faith, well, 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 hey, it'll keep you safe because it's going to keep you living by the word. But if you don't know what the word says in all these areas, how are you going to have boundaries? That's why some people say and do anything. There's no boundaries. There's no self-control. The Bible says that we have one of the fruit of the spirit is, 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 is long-suffering. Patience is called temperance, which means self-control. The word of God will give you self-control. Jesus didn't care how much his flesh. He said, it is written. I'm not going to go outside and break this fast and eat food. I'm not going to bow down to you, devil, because I'm under regulation. Now get thee behind me. Get thee out of my sight. He took the word of God. There was boundaries. I'm not going to never confess and give in to defeat. I remember when me and my wife were living in the back of the church, and it looked like a low time in our life, but I knew that was just a step. And I could have said, well, my God, God, you have failed. But I knew that our day would come. God got us out of that little, out of that back of the church to a little house and then a better house. and better. Why? I'm under control, and I never spoke anything crosswise against the word of God. God I failed while I was under regulation. My wife here recently was feeling a little low the other night about some things. Tuesday night, just like a lot of people were. <laughs> it ain't none of your business what it was, but she came to me because I was under the It wasn't that I didn't feel what she was feeling. I gave her some scriptures. I said, pin your faith on this, baby. And boy, she began to turn like a tiger as the day went on. That word, we're under regulation. We're not going to give in to that. We're blessed, and you know, we've been celebrating. We've been praying. Why? There's certain things we just won't give in to. Once we see it in the word of God, I, my flesh is going to have to get in line with the word. Why? We regulate our lives by faith, by the word of God. That's what controls my thinking. That's what controls my vocabulary. That's what controls my actions. The Bible says love like Christ loved. And then when my flesh don't want to love, and my flesh is saying get him and be mad and get him. No, 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 no. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart. So I got to get out of my senses, get out of offense, and say I'm under regulation. I feel this way, but Jesus did it all the time, and that's why he was so successful in defeating the devil, and you and I can have the same success. When this Bible becomes, praise God, your map, and it regulates your life, and it disciplines your tongue, and how you think, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, and begin to regulate your thinking, and so when some crazy thought comes that ain't in the word of God, no, you bring your mind, you arrest those thoughts and bring them back. You anchor your soul to the word of God. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, fear won't have a chance because your life is under-regulated, under-regulation by faith in God's word. 
So do we have another statement here? No, we don't. So let's go to Galatians chapter 2. Look what Jesus, what the Paul said here. Oh, yeah, we do. I desire to be present with you now and change my voice standing down. Okay, now that's not. It was Galatians 2. I don't know what I said earlier today, but we're going to take the time to find this because it ain't number one. Verse. It's 2.20. I might have said 4.20, but it's Galatians 2.20. And while they're finding that, I'm going to keep talking about regulations. And they'll get it downstairs too where you at home streaming. You can do this because it's a very important scripture. When you're under regulation, you make your flesh. That's Galatians 2.20. I want it in the King James that Amplified. You make your flesh submit to the word of God. There's times my body's crying, you're sick, you're sick, you got a fever, you don't feel good, you're blood pressure. But I say, nope, I'm under regulation. You're going to have to line up with the word of God. Now look at this, what Paul said. We're talking about living by faith, the lifestyle of faith, the regulated life. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Mm. Nevertheless, I live. I, what is he talking about, the old man? If any man be in Christ, he's a new, old things have passed away. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And yet, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Oh, by the word of God. So I'm not going to trust my flesh anymore. I live by faith in who? In the son of God who loved me and gave himself. He said, I, I'm crucified. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it ain't I, but Christ within me. Because the old man used to trust in the finances and, and what the world said and, and, and he ran the, 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 the bank account and your job and everything getting fed. But the new man, he said, I live by faith of the Son of God. Now look at this in Amplified. He says here, I am crucified with Christ in him. I share his crucifixion. Yet it is no longer I who live. Okay, who is it then? But Christ the Messiah lives in me. Okay, I can get that. Christ in me, my hope of glory. Let's keep going. And the life which I now live in the body or my senses. How I many of you know your body will tell you you're broke? Your body will tell you you're sick. He said the life that I'm living in the senses in this body, now I, I don't live, I don't listen to my body anymore. I don't listen to my, I live by faith or by the word of God in adherence to and relies on and complete trust in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So what he's saying is when you get born again, you can't trust your body anymore. Your body say you're sick, you're tired, you're broke, you're defeated. That's your senses. Remember, and we walk by faith and not by sight, senses. That's why a lot, but when you're under regulation, there are a lot of people, they're not led by the spirit, they're led by their body. Oh, I feel sick, so I guess I am sick. Let me go lay down. Ah, my body, my flesh say I'm broke, so I guess I am broke. I don't know, I guess I won't have no money. They, they ain't living by faith, they're living by their body, their senses. And Paul said, oh, that was crucified. My senses don't dictate to me. My senses used to lead me, but I'm many of the sons and daughters got led by the Spirit. I'm led by the Spirit, faith in God. And so, actually, we're talking about doing things that's uncomfortable, uncomfortable to your flesh. I mean, you don't feel like saying you're healed when you got a fever and your body's aching. You got to learn to go against your body. 
You don't feel like saying your needs are met. Start rejoicing when you look at your bank account and you, 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 you in the, you're not in the black, you're in the red. But that's your senses. You got to live by faith. He's talking about a lifestyle. Praise God. That when there's a storm and when there's adversity, you can say none of these things move me. That's why the apostle Paul was so powerful. In storms, in shipwrecks, in be, in all these things, he said, I'm more than a conqueror. Why? I see it in the flesh, but I know how it's going to turn out. Wow. Do you live that way? Or do you just go by what you see in your bank book, what your body say, what the magazine said, what they said on TV? No, I don't live by that. <laughs> I live by faith in the Son of God. I'm under regulation. I don't care what they said. God's word says this, and I'm going to make that final authority. I'm going to esteem that more than anybody or anything else. Hallelujah. So look at this statement then, because I want to add a new twist to this. So then, commit to live a life of faith and love. I just want to add that, because in this same book, Oh, some people, see, I done talk faith and talk faith and talk, and then there are people still mad at, 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 at what happened the other day and mad at this person, that. Especially right now, there's so much strife in the church. It's fun. It's, it's, it's fun. But the devil is laughing. I, I ain't going to give into that trap. I'm just going to stay with the word of God. Stay in love. The word will stand by itself. Hallelujah. Because God's going to watch over his word to perform it. I don't care who said what. I don't care who did what. I don't care who is what. Yeah, but they, I don't care what they did. And right now, you got so much division and hatred in the church, Christians. <laughs> and yet, they think their faith is working. No, 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 I ain't falling for that trap. That's why I got to commit. Why? If I'm going to commit to a life regulated by faith, I can feel this way and feel that way, but they're, they're, I'm not going to harbor anything. Why? I can't afford to let unbelief, strife, fear, anything. I got to protect my heart because those things will stop the word of God from producing. It enter in. You let something else enter in. And then once that enter in, it chokes the word and it becometh unfruitful. So Galatians 5, 6 says this. And there's two sides of this. We understand that, 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 that faith works by us understand how much God loves us, but faith also works by us walking in love. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, no cut in the flesh, but faith which worketh by love. Faith that worked, the Amplified says faith is activated, energized, and put to work by love. So I don't know, if you're going to live a life of faith, you're going to have to commit to a life of love if you want your faith to work. And there are people so offended and mad at one another, and I won't speak. People offended over a mask, or not wearing a mask. So much division in the body of Christ. And yet they got faith. These Christians, but we got faith. We're the believers. That hurt. No, 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 no. You can shout all you want to. Praise God. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Read it and weep. Do I have faith? To remove mountains and understand mysteries and can speak with tongues of men and have not love it. Your faith profit you nothing. And so the minute 
I let the devil pull me out of the realm of love over into the flesh. I just reduce myself to the devil's territory because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the daughter, and wicked spirits. And so I've got to regulate my life and say, I see what's happening, but I'm not going to let them take me there. I'm going to keep my joy. I'm going to keep my peace. If you're going to live a life of faith, if you want your faith to work, flashlight, work it by battery. Without battery, flashlight don't work. Faith, work it by love. And I don't care how, what, how great a preacher you think you are, prophet, and how many churches you got. Paul said you, you can have faith to remove mouth. But if you don't have love, you'll never, you'll never be in the regulation. So you will have to discipline yourself in the love of God too. I mean, that don't mean that it's wrong to disagree, but I am not going to get offended and mad and start hating you. When I, I ain't got time for that. Man, I, I, my faith got too much to do. I need my faith working. All my children, all my finances, I'm under regulation. And so I got to add love in there. Yeah, I could get a little whatever too, but I catch myself saying, you know, don't email. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why well, is it going to turn out like the word anyhow? Word says, now thank you. He always calls me the trouble. So I don't care what the devil's doing. See, but there are a lot of people, they don't have no regulation. Why? The word ain't really, they don't control their life. They say anything, do anything. And then they, oh, I didn't mean to say, oh, yes, you did. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth spoke. There were some things coming out of some folks the other night. Preachers that you would have thought, what? That's a man, a woman of faith? I ain't got to call it. I ain't going to call nobody that. And they say, oh, what did I say? You said, well, what's in you? So you got to get rooted and grounded in the love of God. If you want your faith to work. On your finance, on your children, on your home, on debt cancellation. So you got to discipline yourself. Now let's close with 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I hope y'all guys got something tonight. Because you know what? I'm excited about Jesus. I'm excited about 2021 20, 20, and, and what? Man, I done already moved into the next year. I ain't, why? I'm under regulation. Yeah, I see what you see, hear what you hear, but it don't trouble. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Do not allow yourself to be agitated. Why? Praise God. It's going to come out like the word. And look what Paul said. Paul said, I'm determined this in myself. That when I came to you, I came to you in heaviness. For it made me sorry that he didn't make it thee glad, the same as he didn't make it ye sorry. And this same thing I said unto you, I came that you should, hmm. There we go again. We done got the wrong scripture. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. And that's on me. What did I say? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Mm. Let me see what my verse. My, my, my 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4 don't say that. But we'll find it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. That's 2 Corinthians, no wonder. That's the problem, but that's okay. We're going to stay with the word of God. They'll get it straight downstairs, and you at home, I want you to get this. Very important as we get ready to close, praise God, because Paul had a life that was under regulation too. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, not 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and Paul was talking about his speech, and he was talking about, you know, your speech and preaching is two different things. I'm preaching to y'all now, but my speech is how I live when I'm not here. How I live 
and talk when I'm at home. There are a lot of people who can preach good, but, but when they go home, you know, they, they, they were just preaching. They argue at their wife, argue at their children. And here Paul said, brother, when I came to you, I came not with excellently a speech and wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. Look at this. One through four. Verse two. Okay, one through four. Okay, we'll wait. I'll be patient. Verse two says, for I'm determined not to know anything among you. Notice what he said. I, I, I ain't talking about that. I ain't going to get that about he said, she said, and somebody told me. He's disciplined his conversation. He said, I ain't going to talk about nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. You want to talk about Jesus and victory over death? We'll talk about him. But all this other stuff, no, I'm under regulation. He said, for I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching, that's what I want you to get. There are a lot of people when they come to church, they preach. You know, the words say this, the words say that. You know, praise God. You know, Jehovah Jireh, he's our provider. Yet, when they, they preach, but their speech when they're in the grocery store, my God, food is high, I can't make it. You know, here they talk about, I slapped your heel, you got to stand on work. But when they get at home, I'm sick as a dog. I'm broke as a tin command. See, there is a, we must Get rid of the, there's a controversy between how people talk at church and in public and when they get at home. And notice Paul said, your speech and your preaching are going to be the same. This is what makes my preaching so powerful. My wife is home watching right now. So if I'm preaching like this, go home and talk differently, she's going to look at me and say, I thought you said. See, there's a controversy there. And so we got to bring our preaching, uh-huh, and our speech together. He said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Why? Oh, I should have said verse 5. That's my fault. I am messing up. I'm, I'm doing a lot of this stuff on the fly. But let me go on and tell you what it says, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. That's what verse 5 said. You that are home going and turn to a devil, they'll find it here. And this is all on me, praise God. But he says, my speech and my preaching is under regulation. I don't say anything. I don't talk it away in church. And I don't have undisciplined language when I'm not in church. Why? He said that your faith should stand in the, not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God, or in, a word, in, in other words, it should be in the word of God. So Paul had selected speech and conversation. That's what I want you to see. He, it, it, look, let me tell you something. He, he was under discipline. There are certain things, he just wouldn't let certain things come out of his mouth, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but with what? The power of God. Now notice we're talking about living a regulated, like he was saying, my faith don't stand in the wisdom of men. Men are saying this, and they said that, and this party said that, and this party said that, and this group said that, and somebody said this, and somebody, he said, my faith ain't in none of that. I'm under regulation. My faith is only in the power of God. And I'm going to tell you what the power of God is in just a minute. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power. My faith is in the word of God. The doctor said, well, we don't, we don't know. There's a 50-50 chance you might live. There's a 22 the, the realtor said, we don't know you don't qualify for the house. They said, my faith ain't in what the realtor or the doctor said. He said, and I regulate my speech and preaching and line it up with the word of God. Now, let's 
close from the Amplified, the, the, I want, uh, yeah, four and five from the Amplified. He said, my, my language and my message was not sent forth with persuasive, enticing, plausible words of wisdom, but there was a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. Why? Because his, his, he, he regulated. When he got up to preach, the reason it was so powerful was because his life was disciplined when he wasn't in the pulpit, his preaching and his speech. He says, and when I got up, it was a proof of the spirit of power of God operating in me, stirring in the minds and hearts the most holy emotions, and thus persuading them. That's why some of you, this ministry is so effective. I hear people get a letter. It's like, my God, well, that's because I'm disciplined. I'm not just preaching. How I preach to you now is how I live outside this pulpit. And here, so that your faith, see, might not rest in the wisdom of man, human philosophy, well, I believe this, and, and they said that, and, and, the, and the law said this, and, and the, this group said that. No, no, but in the power of God. In the power of God. So my last question as we close is this. And we want to see you hopefully Sunday either here or at home. Now, don't do anything. Don't, don't be talking about pastor made me feel bad. No, I don't care what you do. Amen. Whoever want to come to church, no one is under no obligation. But I just want us to celebrate together on Sunday 40 years. Does your faith stand in the wisdom of men or in the power of God? Paul, Paul said, I, I'm, not, I'm under regulation. My faith stands in the power of God. What is the power of God? Romans 1.16 as we close. I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto healing, deliverance out to everyone that believes it. You got to believe it while I preach it. Hallelujah. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. He said, my faith is in this Bible. I'm under regulation. And that's what I want you to do is put some faith in the word of God. Trust God. I trust that y'all guys have got something at home, praise God. And this has really stirred you up to start dis and get some discipline and self-control. Amen over your life.